Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right. Aloha, guys. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. Uh, you're here with your host, the Viking, and the Bourbon Cowboy is here. He just had to run in real quick. He will be right back. Um, we are out here hanging out um, in the Bourbon Cowboys new uh, garage man cave that we kind of, kind of our winter smoking quarters when we want to be indoors a bit. So here we are. Um, we got everything set up. We got some fun stuff to go on about today. Bourbon Cowboys walking back in right here in a minute. We got some fun stuff to talk about. Uh, we got a new to us cigar, and of course, all the bourbon and the fun and everything like that. So, here comes the man himself. Say what's up. <laughs> we on? Yeah. Say what's up, man. Hey, we're and here. The, if you guys the, are on the Patreon, the on-air sign is back. All right. And alive and kicking. So I had to get some fuel to get uh, for the bourbon cowboy here. Yeah, get them stogies. <clears throat> Do we have the name for this yet? The garage? No, we haven't. No, we haven't. Yeah, we have figured that out. But I want to. I just don't want to. I called it the Winter Smoking Headquarters. That's where I started. That's too, it's long though. You know what I mean? Um, what did they call um, Winter Fest or in the the fucking dragon movie or Winterfell? whatever? Winterfell. Winterfell. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Boom. Winterfell. If we're in Winterfell. Why the fuck not? Well, uh, no dragons, <laughs> just a bunch of stogie cigars. <laughs> No dragons, <laughs> but there will be fire and smoke. We right. can guarantee these things. These there things will go. happen. Um, all right, so I'll talk. I'll do the cigar first, and then we'll talk about the bourbons that we're doing. But this is uh, a first on the podcast, which sometimes is kind of hard. Uh, completely brand and everything. Um, so this, we are going to be smoking the Placencia Alma Fuerte. Um, this is the box pressed Robusto, obviously Nicaragua Imperials. We'll talk all about Placencia a little bit through there, but I found this is the last box sitting at Green Street and, uh, it was, um, one of the things that's always kind of kept me away from Placencia a little bit is the stick cost. So these right here normally are $34 a stick. Uh, I was able to get the box at $26 per stick. So box came out uh, right at $260. Were they both there or just one of the sisters there? Both. Both. Um, one got mad that I picked the box up. The other gave me a good deal on the price. So <laughs> kind of a Why, she didn't want you touching things? Nah, dude. That's remember, weird. you know, remember, you don't remember that when they went. There, like, you <coughs> well, I knew she was kind of um, picky about her, you know, yeah, the humidor. So yeah, start with those. Yeah, those are awesome. one of those. Yeah, box display is always cool, man. The Placencia boxes are absolutely insane, uh, but they only had one box of these, and I was thinking about it. I wanted to get them. I, I thought it'd be cool, and the only way I was gonna get it, I was like, there's no way I'm paying you know, almost $400 for 10 of these, but 
I did smoke one. I smoked. I don't. You're gonna have to forgive me. I don't know much about the different colors and the blends and whatnot. Um, but I smoked a red one. Had red labels. That's the one that I smoked down. And I was like, oh, maybe. Well, I know they have red ashtrays. Yeah, yeah, they do. Because I, I think you I have one from the Christmas party at Stanley's, right? Yeah, I yeah. think I gifted that to Dave. I think that's on his yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're jumping to those and sweet. Be a first, first on the show. It's cool. We haven't done Bacenti on the show before, so that's fun. Um, we'll talk about Bacenti in one of the. Hard to believe we haven't done that either. I went back and looked. Um. You know, when you talk about cigar families and age and time, I mean, maybe not specifically in the art of rolling cigars up until relative, you know, the past 50th years or so, but you're talking about one of the oldest proprietors of tobacco giving tobacco or selling tobacco to all the big families now. I mean, they've been doing it since the 1850s. So Placencia, who, who's distributing Placencia? Placencia. And what are the lines that they carry out of the Placencia? Uh, it's just Placencia. It's Placencia distributes himself. Hmm. And Alma Fuerte is, is I the think main I've got it confused with um, another line that may be tied to Luciano. Um, anyway. Yeah. Well, but let's this will be fun. Um, Nicaraguan Puros is a box press too, so that'll be interesting for everybody. No one considering how I feel about box press cigars, um, but I'm excited to get into it. They're, the one that I had, I'll show you the. I think I took a picture of it, or I didn't. No, I didn't. Way to go, Dodo Bird. I guess I did. Um, but it'll be cool to, you know, something new. So I don't know. Uh, which one do you want to start with? I think we should do the pineapple. Good. Let's find out if we're going to be drinking a lot of pineapple or what the hell we're going to be doing. So this is uh, this is cool. Um, we were gifted for Christmas, um, that not these specific bottles, but a couple of these bottles. Now, if you guys have heard of Oak and Eden, uh, the best way I can explain it is if you guys watch Yellowstone, which I'm sure everybody does, Lloyd, the main ranch hand, um, him and... I believe it's. I believe he's one of the main proprietors. He's at least the face of it. A couple other people started Oak and Eden, which is a in-bottle finishing whiskey company. So what they do is obviously they have the distillate, and then they drill out a spire that sits in the bottle. And the idea behind this is the longer the the distillate sits in the bottle with the spire, the more not necessarily age, but more essence of the wood is going to pull out of it, right? So in other words, if you like it now, maybe take the stave out. Yeah, because it might change. Right. Or technically, yeah. it should definitely change. I mean, unless what you're really liking, you want it to be, you know, a little more or little whatever. Markers, yeah. Well, here, let's try this yeah. before. <laughs> so, so this one, te- what uh, you want to? Well, here, let's try it. Or do you want to tell them what it is? Yeah. Hmm. My initial impress, impression right off the bat. I don't think um, that sucks. It's not bad. Yeah, it doesn't suck. Um, and again, the crazy thing is we just opened it up. Um, <clears throat> so this particular one, um, 
it's a four grain so they don't break it down on here it just says 90 proof uh, medium fire which i'm assuming they're talking about the char american oak infused with pineapple um so it's not like they give you a breakdown on the four grains and how much of each that you're getting um I just think the whole thing is the is the one of a kind experience with the spire, which basically it's it's a, a stave. Yeah. Um, and that's about all the information they give you. Distilled in Lexingburg, Indiana. So I'm assuming or uh, you, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. I'm assuming that's MGP. You know, uh, I think I need. Maybe we should actually. I've never look looked up, up what's. I've town. never. I, I was just thinking about that. I was going to. Normally ask they that. just say Indiana, but this says Lawrenceburg. But I'm assuming it's Indiana. Um, bottled in Bridgeport, Texas. Um, well, you want to hear something in crazy? Yeah. MGP is technically located in Atchison, Kansas. Well, yeah, I heard that too. So they have a distillery. Lawrenceburg, that, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. That's the historic facility. So it is MGP. Yep. But I did hear that they've got, um, and I think that's the connection um, with uh, Old Road Spirits. He His relationship is with that distillery. Okay. Yeah, this, not Indiana. Right. This says here that's the family's original, original historic and still operating barrel location. But, I, you know, we've had this before, and... Um, I, now, I've not really overlooked the bottle, but the cork is really uh, finished really nice. Yeah, I was going to say, was, we ha we've had versions of this before. It looks like there's more bourbon in there than what there is. Yes. That's, that's I guess, the mark of a good, good I'll bottle. I'll tell you what's really crazy, though, and you have to do this. When you empty that bottle, boy, that spire lights up like a motherfucker. Oh, I bet. Like a, like a sparkler. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. I, I definitely held it in my hand and put a put a butane lighter to it, and it, it kind of nuked up. It was a little wild. Now, I also have a bottle of Peerless um, here, but you can see one's double oaked, so obviously that's going to be a little darker. But I always look at the color, and I don't think pineapple has anything to do with this color. No. But it is a little lighter. It, it doesn't have the um, amber... Um, Type look to it, but yeah, and this one got nicknamed the Craft and Puro 808, uh, the pineapple referencing the area code of the state of Hawaii, which I think is funny. Uh, but what I want to say off the bat, you know, the second drink here, really the only pineapple-ish thing I could say. I wouldn't be able, unless is, I heard pineapple, yeah, I wouldn't have picked that out. No, is maybe the nose? Like barely? I mean, if, if you didn't read that, I, I don't, there's no wild, uh, it, it, the, what I'm very happy about is at first reading that, I was like, oh shit, there's going to be like pineapple juice and, and. Yeah, I was and thinking whiskey, it was going to be sweet. Know? Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I, this doesn't suck. 
There is something on the nose, but I would have liked to have. There's no freaking way we would have picked pineapple. No, no. If you did not know that, there's no way. No way. I just let my my uh, cigar go out. So we got a fun um, a fun gift for some of the uh, the Patreon. Um, I delivered uh, bootleggers cigars yesterday, and um, <laughs> Bill had got in a bunch of these Gurkha samplers. They're ten like like ten container Gurkha samplers. Huh. And uh, he gave them to us. So we're going to put them in some packages and kind of send them out some gift pack stuff. Unless you want one. I mean, you totally have one. I well, think you were a Gurkha guy, but... Gave us Gurkha cigars? Yeah, they're like these uh, six-pack ten cases. Oh. And it's got like War, war, or war Beast... Uh, uh, fucking Titan... Some other cigars in it. I'll pull one out and go through them. I just I don't know if we never really one. I think the only Gurkha that I smoked a couple times may have been the Ghost. Yeah, see, I I love I shouldn't say I love I like the Ghost in that um it was called the Angel Share maybe it was the Tubo that was a torpedo and I thought it was great but I'll never forget one of the first uh was Godfather cigars and. Uh, the Carolinas, and there was a Gurkha event. This is probably 2012, maybe. And uh, at this Gurkha event, and everyone's smoking Red Witch when uh, East India Trading Company used to be a, it may still be for all I know, was like a sublet of Gurkha. And all, I used to love it because all the labels are pirate ships and gypsies and, and crazy well, some of their boxes and, look like treasure chests well, these, were awesome the, the uh, east india trading company the red witch came in a treasure chest and all the labels were like pirate ships i know i like tried that. to get one and the um, minute they were all spoken for before they even put, came i remember i'm sitting at this event we're all sitting down everyone's smoking ghosts and it was the first time i stood up and my head was in the clouds and then i leaned down like this and you could see the partition in the room because how much, you remember, Go, I mean, it puts off smoke, like, like the Reaper puts off smoke. Ghost puts the Reaper to shame the amount of smoke that just comes off the cigar. Um, I haven't smoked one in a while. I, I don't look for it, you know what I mean? I, uh, I take that back. I did smoke a Gurkha last year because um, Adriana and... Um, I probably smoked one of those pigs, I gave the you, fat I gave boys. you one, too. No, we smoked the Nicaraguan Anniversary Puro. one? No, the Nicaraguan Puro. Oh. Um, when Julio was in town from Gurkha. And we smoked those, but that's that's it. And those weren't bad at all, but... Yeah, Placencia, like, I... This, uh, all right, like, just getting into this cigar, you know, we're not even talking about it yet, but I like the... There's subtle spices in that really good dirt content and I know that sounds silly but that dirt content is phenomenal in this cigar but my thing with Placencia that's always kind of put me away like when I when I look at it and I see it in a humidor is you know it always it, it never fails anytime I've seen it in a humidor it's like right next to the Padron cabinet and I'm looking at this and it's $32 and then I'm looking at a 
26 number two that's $22. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to buy a Padron. You know what I mean? Um, so what's what are we smoking here? I mean, like I'm really getting a lot of the wrapper on this right right now. <clears throat> Do you know what the breakdown in tobacco, binder, so, filler, and all that is? Perhaps. So what we've got... No. Pacencia Amafuerte, box-pressed, uh, five and a quarter by 52 Robustos. Uh, Nicaraguan Puros. Um, I'm sure I could look into it and find out, um, which something I might do right now and figure it out, but Alma Fuerte is the kind of main uh, mainstream bump that they have. Alma Fuerte kind of started in the early 2010s. Um, the this would be Rubino. curious on the wrapper because it's really dark. Let me, dude, and we're and we're I mean, I don't fun. think it's um, a San Andreas. I think it's probably a, I don't know. You know, I, I, you're saying it's all from Nicaragua. It's Nicaraguan, yeah. Doesn't mean the wrapper can't be sourced. I mean, you could still have a San Andreas wrapper on a Nicaraguan Puro. Yeah. I've, told, I've explained that to you, right? How they classify Puro. So, you could have, technically on paper, okay, you could have 100% Dominican tobacco in an entire cigar. If that cigar was constructed, aged, boxed, and shipped out of Nicaragua, you'd call it a Nicaragua Puro. Hmm, that's, that's why weird. a lot of that, that's why a lot of that it happens sometimes you'll see that but that's the te- that's the export technicalities I should say yeah this is I'm not getting a bunch of spice off of this it's more earthy um, how I mean, what's how long have these been around? This is an older cigar. Uh, these this box was done in May of this year, boxed. But so I will do this. Um, plus, since I'm a Fuerte, the entire line is a blend of unique, best aged tobaccos growing the highest quality soda, accentuating their bold, vibrant. Bah, okay, we know that. Uh, 601, this is the newest blend in the Almaforte rollout. It's a Colorado Claro wrapper. 10 years old. The wrapper. Go, total, total tobaccos in the cigar culminate with a 10 year aging process. Hmm. Well, I know this wrapper is what I was really getting, and I've never. Have we? The only Colorado never, Claro that I can say off the top of my head that I know we've smoked together is uh, LFD did the cabinet Claro that came in that chest, and we smoked them at the LFD event when um, a couple few years ago. Hmm. That's the only one that I can really remember. Colorado Claro is used often, you know, and it's one of those wrappers that I would think like blue. Is it Blue Sky or uh, Big Sky? Big Sky. They, you're right. They use it on one, on one of, of theirs. Their, uh, um, the thing with Colorado Claro, right, is it's you can kind of get locked into these arguments with it, right? Because technic, 
technically, right, I'm, I'm doing the, the thing here. It's another verbiage for Maduro, right? Whereas like a Scuro, you could say a Scuro is the same as triple Maduro, right? It, it's coloring of the leaf over time. It's a verbiage that's used, right? So you look at, uh, it's not the same thing, but you can kind of cross-reference them. You know, Cubans use the size number two in Cuban cigars, which is a, a pyramid or a torpedo in many other markets. You know, kind of that, that presence there. I mean, it's a good cigar. You can tell it's really well constructed and everything is burning right. I mean, they could go ahead and cut away two of these labels and probably save $4 a cigar, you know. There's three labels on this thing. And the box. Yeah, with the magnets and everything in it. The lid is magnetic in that thing. Well, let's, um, let's catch up. Yeah. We already have, but let's let's catch up. Yeah, this, How is... this Oak and Eden is not... I, again, we're going to be interested once it gets a little air moving around it. We have a few pours and see what it's like later. But this is not nothing to sneeze at. It's not bad. No. And off the bat, I'm I'm fine with it. I, I mean... Actually, it's a pretty good... There is a little sweetness to it now. I'm getting a little sweet, but still, if not like pineapple. Pineapple, it wouldn't no. be what you said. That's why you said it's like. That's so. I was like, when you said, let's just open up and get into it, because you just keep thinking pineapple, yeah. pineapple, pineapple. Well, it's kind of that thing. It's like <coughs> you're. I was gonna go a really dirty joke with that, but, um, you know, you pop it open and it's like you're sitting there and you see soaked in pine, soaked pineapple stave. In my mind. This was like How do you get a pineapple. soaked pineapple stave? Again, in you my mind, you put pineapples in a barrel with a bunch of <laughs> spires. Dude, in my mind, someone drilled that spire out, popped open a Tropicana thing of pineapple juice, threw right. it in the juice thing, pulled it out, and then poured a bunch of uh, distillate over the top of it. Which we really hope is not the case, but who knows? They could. Who fucking knows? Let me ask you a question because I was thinking about this the other night. We, um, <clears throat> I didn't get done till late. Uh, getting stuff down at the farm and whatever and we went to spencer's and at the end there they're you know doing some business but they've got these rubber corks um on all of their wine that they're serving and whatever like the ones that seal it right there's like a machine and they pump yeah they i think that what they're doing is getting all of the air all anything that could oxidize the wine and that and they're getting that out of it. And my question is, is of course, I'm automatically thinking about bourbon. Right, because in some ways the oxida- oxida- oxidation helps. Um, it kind of opens, um, of course, a little bit of water will do that too, um, but um, the oxidation actually helps open up the bourbon a little yeah, bit. Remember but at I- what point, because if that bottle has been up there and it's been, because we had this discussion, like I have now taste uh, stuff that has been over oxidized. Like they may have served that bottle now 20, 30 times. Right. 
maybe left the cork open or whatever, and now I don't think it's got its bump that it should have in it. So, and this is something I wanted to ask, ask you, <laughs> kind of referencing off um, about 10 feet. What the hell came this? Ten, I got a 10-foot tube outside my house. I don't know the fuck's 10 feet long. Whatever. Um, so, you just think about this, right? How you're just talking about on those wine bottles, how that pumps that thing and pulls all the oxygen out. Do you think there's enough pressure in a whiskey bottle with the cork that every time you pop that, that it's maybe pulling away? Do you see what I'm trying to say, what I'm asking here? Because remember I asked you, uh, we were talking about it last week or a couple weeks ago when uh, Dave Boy was here, Maui Dave was here, and we were, I was asking, I was like, so, you know, we talk all the time about popping a bottle open, kind of letting it aerate a little bit. Obviously, it's in okay beginning. in the beginning. Obviously, it's okay for 10 minutes, but you leave the fucking thing out overnight, the whiskey's bad. You know, you, you're not, I mean, you don't want to do that. And the reason I brought this question up is I was sitting at um, uh, General Horseplay um, the following day, one morning. I went in there because I had to get another stag because it was so fucking cheap. And, you know, they had some dishes left in the night. Have you ever left a whiskey glass out that had just a little bit of whiskey left in it? Yeah, it starts yeah. getting cloudy. Yeah, and it almost thickens, right? Well, yeah, because that's the, there's no, it's it's um, uncut, it's unfiltered. Right. And that's so what that's causes the, the sugars it. And, yeah. the, and the nitrates and all that. I hope nitrates, I don't, I don't know if that's the right word, but the charcoals and all that, because it's non-chill, or it's non-chill, yeah. so the charcoal is still in it. I don't know, I was curious about that. Yeah, but I wonder. Oh, yeah. It's kind of. I don't know. Let's kind of break it up a little bit. But. Well, here, let's cheers this to round two. So what were some uh, some fun drinks or cigars you had over the Thanksgiving break? Uh, well, it's funny you ask that because <clears throat> I had a supposed very good cigar by Matt Booth. And I want to say it's a number 14. It was green. Yeah, 14th anniversary. Yeah. And when did we have the discussion on Indonesian um, broadly for? Way back with um, Luciano. It's used in uh, Costa Rican Indonesian. Who said they don't like the Indonesian? We had a discussion with somebody. I can't stand Indonesian. Anyway, (laughs) I don't remember. I don't know if I looked it up or whatever, but it's a lot of uh, Dominican, um, and it's got an Indo- Indonesian binder, maybe. Mm, that sounds right. Um, I, I didn't find it. I know, I know. I've said I can't. I don't. I, I don't I'm not a big fan of Honduran, but I know I've said I've never seen an Indonesian cigar. I think it's an Indonesian binder. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I was, you know, I just, I don't smoke a lot of 101 stuff other than you know Sheldon um oh speaking, the, of, speaking the, of that our our full moons arrive today so we'll have them next week really yep hmm. I had to pry that motherfucker for 20 minutes I found them I got them well um the squirt in German is a big Matt Booth mm-hmm. nut so normally I will have something from him that I try once in a while, and um, but 
so I tried that and it was, eh, you know, nothing exciting. Um, other than that, that's the only new one. I was with Matt and I kind of know his smoking preferences. He's kind of a mild guy. Yeah. So I got him a Luciano Fiat because I thought he, I mean, who, I mean. I don't know anyone that doesn't like that cigar, you know what? Well, it's because it's just such a clean, it's almost like a breakfast cigar. Exactly. It's so it's... clean and mild, but yet you you get you get some really nice flavor out of it. And it's so smooth and consistent. I mean, it's just really a beautiful cigar. So I chose that for him. Nice. But uh, outside of that Room 101, it's uh, I, I haven't had anything new. It's hard to find stuff. Oh, I will say at the Havana, there's a new place that I smoke cigars over in uh, Columbia, Illinois. I think it's called the Havana Cigar Room, I think. Okay. If you've got Havana, you've got it right. It may be a little this and that. And he has some unique boutique lines there. Nice. And he picked one. Yeah, I, I don't know what the name of it was, but it smoked really pretty good. Nice. Yeah. So I had something with him. and um, well, I look forward to meeting him next week. Yeah, that should be a fun experience. Back over the, the river a little bit. So he's pretty, is, is he pretty boutiqued up? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It, yeah. You're not going to see... A crown hedge. You're not going to see Tatoy. These are lines I don't even recognize. Now you may. Yeah. Fun. These Off, are some yeah. really Fun. some offshoot stuff. I'm in. I'm all in. And his place is probably a little wider than this and three times long. So it's a nice little. Oh, like a shotgun type building. Like yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's just you come in and, and it's just wide and nice. not too deep. The standalone? But yeah, a... and there's, you know, he's got a humidor. On, it's just a stand-up humidor on the wall, not a walk-in. Okay. And um, just got some, you know, couches, TV, and some um, high tops and whatever. But it was really enjoyable. Bring your own drinks, you know. Right, right. He's got setups, glasses, and I believe ice and whatever there. So anyway, awesome. that was enjoyable deal, which hopefully next week we'll at least get a chance to go over and meet him and talk to him. Yeah, well... I'm sure based on what you said in, in proximity, we'll, we'll be able to sit and have a cigar and get after it. I'm stoked to see his humidor now. Because you've smoked, you really have, like, when I think about it, right, like, you know, you've been smoking a long time, I've smoked a long time, I've played around in a lot of all this shit, so I'll see brands, right? And I still read and nerd out about all this shit, so I'll see brands, I'm like, oh, I know the brand, I haven't had it. But... You've smoked so much with me now that you know brands, you, you know, you've sent me pictures when you've been out, like you've been up in Kansas city and you're like, you'll send a picture of something that we've talked about and you'll find it or whichever. And you know, so it, so it shocks me that you couldn't pick out some of the shit in that humidor. Well, my brother, he sent me a picture. You've not been to this cigar place. It's in Fort Myers. And it's called the World's Greatest Cigar Club in uh, Fort Myers. Anyway, he had a cigar, whatever. And I was like, uh, yeah, that's a Pravada uh, yeah. T-52. And he's like, what the fuck? Um, but the cigar club down in uh, Fort Myers, not on the beach, in Fort Myers downtown. Um. 
just totally old school. It's got an old walk-in um, humidor, and they've got one of these things. I don't know if anybody on the show has ever seen one, but it's kind of a, an electric static lighter. It looks like something out of the 18th century. And uh, you just take your time and it like zzz, some sort of electric causes a flame and you can light, which is really neat. And then the bar is old school with like some antelopes. It's got Alfred Hitchcock, pictures of him smoking cigars. Anyway, it's really laid back place, really cool. And, um, you know, they have some interesting stuff down in there too, but I was like, I was like kind of happy that I was able to name that cigar, but then I start thinking about it. I've smoked a lot of cigars. Yeah. You know, I I was talking to, um, I was sitting at Green Street uh, down at the Keys, and of course, um, So did you drink beer the whole time you were there? I had that Kentucky, remember that one Kentucky bourbon ale we had? When we did the podcast, that, that bourbon barrel age. Yeah, what was that called? It's Kentucky Brown or Kentucky Derby okay. Brown or something like that. And then, no, and then I went to, uh, I had this, they had this, um, uh, I don't know, oh my God, it was a Chardonnay, but it was half oak finish, half stainless. <laughs> it was really good. Well, know. it was 115 when I was there. Yeah. So I had the Pinot Noir. Yeah, there you go. Because yeah. it was cold. It was 78. I have not smoked a lot of cigars <laughs> sitting around with the Pinot Noir, a white wine. Um, it was cool. Sat there. Um, but I met this, these guys were in from uh, Minnesota, I think. And they, were, they were just sitting there with us at the bar and talking. You know, local. You know, it's always cool. You meet people from out of town. They're talking about their shops and this and that. And I'm from St. Louis. And they're like, oh, they got a buddy that goes to Brennan's. And he's a he does something down here. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, does he go to like New Brennan's or... Did he go to the art studio before it burned down, or did he go? He's like, oh, he's been Brennan's forever. I'm like, oh, that's cool, awesome, and get to talking this and that. And they go, uh, <laughs> he goes down to this place called uh, Crew, and I'm like, yeah, we go to Crew. And he's like, there's this cigar with a scythe on it, and I'm like, oh, no shit. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, he goes, man, it smokes like crazy. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, oh, that's that's dope. For once, I have cards on me. <laughs> Pull my card out, and I'm like, uh, well, I'm the Viking. Mark's my partner's bourbon cowboy, uh, Steve, and you pop on that website right there. Uh, we'll be able to get you those cigars. No shit. He that's goes, cool. Oh, shit. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome, man. He goes, hey, you guys got them at Brennan's? Like, no, we don't have them at Brennan's. <laughs> I need Brennan's. But I thought that was cool, you know, meeting someone like that and then bouncing around. And he asks, he's like, so my buddy goes to a crew, and then he goes to Brennan's. Is there any other shops? I'm like, Tons. Bro, there's like, I mean, I'm not going to count them all right now. There's like 10 more within 20 miles of them. <coughs> tell him to tell him to venture outside the five miles he's driving around in. He'll be just damn fine, you know? Well, <clears throat> it, did he say he smokes there with his buddy or he smokes there? His buddy smokes. These guys well, are his, from... Well, his buddy has to be a member then. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. it's 25, 30 bucks just to go well, up. Well, I don't know. So, have you been to the, the since it reopened? I've been to the new one. Okay, I have been I've been, been to, to it, the yeah. entrance. Oh, okay, okay. Like, you know, at the end, the bar goes the length, and then they've got this wall humidor with so this, their this, cigars. So, you remember the original brands? Right? Yes. Next to the chess club. Then that got bought. Then he went to the art gallery. Then ended up burning down. 
now he's back where um, Sub Zero was. Yes. Is it built just like the original Brennan's? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't been back to it, and I don't know, but. And um, it was interesting because, and I don't want to get off track, but he, I was like saying, uh, explain to me your membership. Well, it's like I don't know, fifteen hundred dollars or whatever, but you get a five hundred dollar credit. Yeah. For our cigars. That's this new thing that I'm starting to see a lot. So like, people want to give you memberships, right? So say it's, it's what it, what it seems to be is it's either half, or it's a third of what your yearly membership is. So it's like it's eighteen hundred dollars a year, but you get four hundred dollar credit. Right. Uh, well, okay. listen. If I, you know, needed a place to smoke and I had a $500 credit and whatever, I'm giving them $100 a month to be a member or whatever, and I'm getting... <clears throat> but the funny thing was, is he said, and then you get a $500 credit for our cigars. And I went like this. I was like, oh, that's good. And then I looked over and I looked at all of the cigars and I'm thinking to myself, oh, shit. I don't know anything in their thing that I would smoke. I remember trying i says me and janine were down there and i said i just want to smoke something out on the street and i bought something with a buffalo on it yeah they do um oh they're called durango durango yes cigars. i think so they're um sweet tips sweet cat well anyway i'm like man i the buffalo thing that's or pipe I, tobacco i can dig that and yeah it, ooh. yeah no no I remember when the, last, about. when the last hotel first opened and Kyle was taking care of everything down there. Um, they had a partnership before it got bought by the Hilton or whatever, the rooftop and everything. That's the one I, I mean, you've been up there, you know it is, but they used to frost it on the glass upstairs, said cigar smoking only on the rooftop. I thought it was great. But um, he had a, a thing running with, with Brennan's and was still 630 and every, you know, you know like when you stay in a hotel room and there's like the beer fridge and you pay for it or whatever? Well, on their shelf, when you walked in, you were gifted a Durango cigar, and then they had a couple still 630 bottles that you could buy in your room, you know. And if you took it out of the room, they just charged your card on file, you know. But I remember those. Mm. I, have, I haven't smoked there, dude. The last time I was at Brennan's, shit, Aaron's friend Denise got married. Easy dude, five like years. 18, man. Had to 17 or 18. Had to five, six years. Yeah. And we sat, because I remember where old Brennan's was, they had the picnic tables outside, you take the stairs down, or from the upstairs bar, you take the stairs shot straight down to the sidewalk. We sat right out there and paid. You know, another place we've never been <clears throat> is, used to be called Acorn, and now it's Riverman, I believe. Mm -hmm. And they've got a little, kind Alcorn. of a, I would call it a clubhouse, like kind of yeah. atmosphere in the back with some old furniture and kind of a makeshift bar. And I think they have a few things back there, like some beers and a few things. But um, initially, a long time ago, that's kind of where's where I, 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 I don't think I had Tatuaje until I met you. Um, well, dude, Tatuaje. But I know I got some Navitas there. That's where I was getting Navitas for a while. The, the orange label. Navitas? Oh, from Tatuaje? Yeah. At Riverman? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Is that where you bought that chest from? The chest. Where you bought that all those Nui Vetas? The orange and white labels, right? The little boosters? Yeah. Is that where you bought that box from? 
I didn't. Um, I don't think Did you I buy bought a box. You bought what's left of a box, right? Uh, yeah, maybe I bought like five or six, seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And oh, they've yeah. got the Navitas orange label, and there's one that's orange and white. Yeah. There's there's orange is prominent with white background, then there's white is prominent with orange background. Yeah. And I off the top of my head, I I, I want to say, I think it's Corojo Criollo. I think that's the difference on them. But don't don't quote me on that. I don't know off the top of my head, but I know all I know is I prefer orange on white. I know that, not white on orange. And yes, those are what. Well, I, I haven't think. smoked them in a while, and I got a couple down at um, um, Captain Z's. But um, you know what? I have a lot of Tatuaje, but. And I have smoked a lot of brown label, but the brown label is basically where Pete kind of started with. Yeah, right. I'm telling you, man. So, I remember we had our guys day, or just you and I were hanging out a few months ago. It's probably months ago now, probably six months ago. Well, we rolled all around. We went to, we went to a couple. We went to Legends, and then we went to that liquor store, and then we, you took me to a couple bars out there in St. Charles, and then we went to ILOs, and we sat down and we smoked. Unicos, Selection A Casadores, just brown label Unicos, that torpedo. It's, it, you know, people ask that question all the time, and it's so funny because I've always wanted to ask this to brand owners, right? Because unless you're someone like Pepin or Rebaio, the Placencia family, or, you know, Carlito Fuente, or, you know, these guys that have, their family, right? When, when you look at how long you've been smoking the same cigar, it's like, oh, because my grandfather smoked this same cigar and we sell this cigar, so on and so forth, right? People used to ask me all the time. It's like, before we even had Craft Pro, it's like, what if one cigar? And I'm like, oh, it's kind of torn, man. There's two. And like, if I could only live with two, if I could have two cigars, it'd be the Unholy Cocktail from 2009, and it would just be an unlimited supply of Selection of Casadores, Unicos, those Torpedo Brown labels. I love that cigar. Love it. <clears throat> but that's kind of the fun evolution of Tatuaya, though, too, right? Because you see Black Label everywhere now. And believe it or not, Black Label, you know how like, you get pumpkins at events? That's what Black Label used to be. When you would go to an event and you'd buy Tatuaje, you'd get a three-pack of Black Label. <laughs> that was the event cigar until it was brought into Core Line Promotion. Hmm. Well, either way, I need a... Um, as I get through some of my selection. Anyway, um, I need to do a little more brown label, whatever. He asked him what his three favorite cigars was. Of course, brown was his favorite. And then um, I don't, I, I, I think, uh, and again, you've told me this stuff before, but he's a true Cuban-esque when he comes to his boxes, yep. his wrappers and that. And then I think one of them is, it's got like the red, is it uh, the, or, I don't know, I can't remember the second one, but the third one, was, and I, I can't pronounce it, Les Miserais or Les Miserais or, it's got the M on it. Oh, <laughs> the Tellier Les Misions. Les Misions? Yeah. I think that's his third favorite. It was Fausto his second? No. No? I would know that. <clears throat> he said something about some old, um, how he he didn't name, he was holding back some names 
because he wanted to use some old uh, Cuban names and bring those back or whatever. I can't remember what the second one was. Oh, but I, I like red label with kind of the tobacco in the middle, like rows of tobacco in the middle. I don't know, but is there one with a, a white with a red woman on it or something? Yeah, that's that's we smoked that. That's um. Oh my God, uh, La Duena. Uh, his his girl did that, blended that. No, that ain't that one. But anyway. <laughs> okay, so I've been meaning to ask you because I saw <clears throat> you broke into your. Is it the A box of Rocky Battelle? Yeah. The how was that? Which one and what was the name of it? I, I smoked the nineteen. No, yeah, the yeah, the, Sun Grown. I think it was the Sun Grown. And I'm gonna double check because it was either the Sun Grown or it was the 1990. 1990 vintage. So um, it's an A size, right? It was nine and a half inch cigar. So. Wow. You get into it, but it literally cut it, and it, I mean, it smoked like a chimney. I mean, it breathed perfectly. There was no plugage in the cigar. Um, and it definitely, it made me want to go buy a 1990 because it's mild, it's, a, it's a mild cigar, you know, and I, I think 90 is supposed to be a, a bigger, bolder cigar, I think, but it's, you know, you got to think <clears> now, <throat> what? 13, 12 years old, you know? It's wild when you open the coffin because, like, the inside of the coffin's yellow, too. Like, the whole damn coffin's starting to tan. Oh. And then you pull it out, and the cigars just sit. It, it, it was good. You think it's lost? Are you saying that you think most of these cigars are mild Cuban-esque? Yes, and that, I think that's... <clears throat> so it may solely, have lost some of its punch for the mild side a little bit, too? Yeah, but it, what's so unique about it... I mean, it took me three hours... I mean, three hours cigar. I mean, smoked the damn thing. Wow. But it, it didn't go out. It, it, didn't, it didn't burn really fast. Like, you know when you, when you grab something that you know you've had for a while? And it kind of just... It, first, the first through. time you cut and light a cigar, and it's kind of like... You're getting the summer wind right through the middle of your mouth. It's like there's nothing even stopping the smoke. I'm like, this is not going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was it was good, man. I mean, I, I'm i excited to try the rest of them. Um, I just, you know, I'm not the world's largest Rocky fan. Neither, I don't think you are either. No. We more prefer niche stuff. But I will say this. Anything that we have said that we don't prefer... It's just like, oh, oh, you kidding? I mean, I, I doubt he can name all of his SKUs. I mean, he's got so many damn cigars. There's probably, I could pick out two that I have had and I really enjoy. And some of them have gotten better. And then, you know, I, I do like Bold Niche's uh, cigar. So I'm not saying I don't like all of it. But um, I'll tell you another one that I got to try that I just so happened to walk in at Stanley's and they were having... A cigar event, and um, I tried the Titan. Or is, is that right? Number three. I I told you about it. the Esprit from Trinidad. Trinidad. Yeah, dude. A Trinidad number what, three. What size did you, so the number? What's the number three? A Toro. It was Toro. Yeah, dude. That Lancero. Insane. It, it's an amazing cigar, and it's 
And I think it's a box press. Rafael Nodal, you know, Altidus, blending <clears> on it. Like, that's. I'm glad you got to have that. That's who awesome. reps that? And I got. I actually got a hat. I I don't know who the rep is now because um, Robert retired. That this I I knew old. Well, man, it was a super nice retired. guy. Yeah. I meant to get his card. I gave him mine. I, I don't think I got his, but um, <clears throat> that's what I was telling you. Well, there was Monte Cristo. Uh, he had those, and there's yeah. It should have been what Monte Cristo, Romeo, Julieta, Trinidad, Romeo and Juliet, ex- right? Uh, yeah, Romeo, Romeo, Juliet, yeah, or Romeo, whichever one they're using. Uh, but for the most part, that whole line yeah. is pretty mild. Because oh, I know yeah. when I got my sample packed, <laughs> I looked in here and uh, Jacob was looking at me and he goes, give, give me that bag. He goes, you're smoking <laughs> the only cigar that you're going to enjoy. And he goes, that is a good cigar you're smoking. And I said, I like it. I smoked the whole thing. And I said, yeah, go ahead and just fill me up with those. He goes, yeah, yeah that's funny. Right. No, you're not getting all those. <laughs> but uh, it was really a good cigar. So when you asked me what I've tried, I forgot about that one. And that was a winner, winner. Uh, yeah. That one. most of most of Monte Cristo is um, more on the mild side. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to like think. You know you'll have you'll have uh, Monte Cristo number two, which is class the yellow label classic. It looks like a Cuban number two, white series, um, which I have one of those. Now the Piloto. Monte Cristo, which that's that cigar box I have that looks like a briefcase. It's got the very culturally appropriate Cuban guy on it. Not, doesn't look right. Um, that was, I, I really like that one. Um, again, that's been years. Um, but Romeo, Romeo and Julieta, they actually have some bolder stuff. Like Romeo in the past couple of years has done a, a Nicaraguan, a San Andreas. Well, when um, I was in Utah, I smoked Romeo and uh, Juliet Reserva. Yeah, did you smoke the? It was like the black and silver label. Yes. That's yeah. what I. Yeah. I keep half of them down there because I was so worried because I was at about seven thousand feet, so we were really worried how that was going to affect them. So I would take some up to my farm, and but after a while, my where I kept my stuff in that room. Um, with the heat and everything that I had in there, they did fine. I didn't have any problem. But that's that was an early on cigar for me that I was smoking a lot of. Yeah. Um, they just did a. They didn't do so. They've got that. That's the like the reserve. Then they've got the Real, which is the uh, like uh, red and white and gold one. And then they have a Nicaraguan one that's blue and white. And Romeo Julieta, 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 whatever. But. Um, yeah, Romeo's really expanded, but that that Trinidad Esprit number I think from now I number three. Yeah, and I think four or six is the last arrow. <coughs> That's a phenomenal cigar. I really like that cigar. Um, but I have no idea who the new rep is. Like Robert retired a few months ago, so I don't know. And Robert had been with Altidus for Well, this guy had been with somebody else and was a key player for them because when he came to this line because I was like, uh, listen, I've never seen so much swag. And he starts laughing. He goes, I kind of brought that to this deal. Because of who I worked for before, that was a big deal for us. And hmm. uh, Well, we could start deducing that. Dude, round. he had bracelets. He had cutters, lighters, hats, humidors. No I shit. mean, you name it, he had it. Of course, 
I must not have won anything because I didn't get a jingling. <laughs> or I could see Patrick going, yeah, that's hot. He doesn't need that. Just give it to somebody else. He, he's got a right. door. Which I can totally see that. I don't know. Elevate your smoking ritual with Woodworks Custom Exotic Wood Ashtrays. Crafted to perfection, each ashtray tells a unique story of luxury and sophistication. Experience the artistry of exotic woods tailored to your taste. Discover yours today. Visit woodworks.co or Instagram at woodworks underscore STL. Ignite elegance with every ash. So we mentioned Yellowstone because of Oak and Eden. Have you been? Have you watched Lawman Bass Reeves? Yes. Yeah. Like it? I think I'm five episodes in. Yeah. And <clears throat> I thought all this stuff was written by uh, Sheridan, Sheridan, but this isn't. I thought it was. This is based on a book. Now he may have written some. Or produced it, maybe. I think he produced it. Oh, okay. I, I don't think this is his writing. This is based off a book. Um, of what some I've even read, this was loosely based how the Lone Ranger um, was developed, which I don't get that at all. Is he? Is he? Okay. But this is a black man at the end of the Civil War. Yeah. Who now has gone from slavery and everything there, and then they had, and I, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, um, when Lincoln had the uh it begins with an a emancipation proclamation Eman- emancipation war, but and, and they were all just laughing about that it was like yeah right okay um but for him to be in such high regard for his skill set or whatever to do what he does um yeah i've watched it it's uh all i wanted to say about it, i think it's good if it's historically correct i'm not not entirely sure um but I think it, the story needs to be told to tell the story, right? But I think there's a little too much of the, the West, old Western cowboy shit going on with Taylor Sheridan. You know what I mean? You had 18, 18, what was it, 1886, then 1923. Now you've got 19 whatever coming up that's still in that time with, period. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. And then you've got, uh, and then you've got Lawman Bass Reeves, right? Okay, but, yes. So he does do a lot of country, and we haven't even seen 666 yet. No, yeah, which but, that's, but that's, that's more modern, though. I'm talking yeah. like that old, like, cowboy western shoot 'em up towns. But he does have, um, you know, the prison thing. Um, what is it? Um, well, he's got King of Tulsa, which is kind of a yep. gangster deal. I love that one. And then he's got the one with Reiner, whatever, who's... Um, oh, Mayor the, of Kingstown. Mayor of Kingstown. I love that one, too. And then he wrote this thing called Lioness. That was good. I liked that. I thought that was really pretty that good. That was she good. Was, her character was really well yeah, done. Yeah, and she played that... Her lack of emotion, like, right up till the... It was, was really, really good. Really so good. that's kind of out of his. Yeah. And I don't know. And then... Um, Another Reiner one that was is one of my favorite of all time was uh, Wind River. Wind River, yeah. That's bad. Wind River, oh. yeah. It's always funny. You know, we, I think we've had this conversation like nine times on here. It's always funny. Not funny. It's kind of weird because the, the plot of that movie sucks. It's really shitty. But it's, I don't mean it sucks. I'm like the situation sucks. But the story's been told many times about the true story of yes, that seal, about the Indian girls going. Amazing movie. Yeah. 
And it's like one of the best shots, I think, of cinematic photography ever is at the end of that movie when that camera's looking at him talking to the guard that, that raped the girl in the beginning. And he's going to leave me out here. He goes, you, you took your clothes, whatever, and you gave her a chance. I'm giving you one. And he just lets him, and he's yeah. dead. You know he's, you know he's dead. You know what I mean? Like, and they didn't have to show it. They just, they, they give it to you. And you know it's over. The it's only amazing. thing I would say about Sheridan stuff is I like, is I think um, he uses the same actors too much. Because if you look in his shows, yeah. like the guy who you're talking well, the about. the freaking sheriff, dude. The sheriff from he's Yellowstone. He's been in like five of his different series He's now. in all of them. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. And after a while, it's just like Johnny Depp and um, Tim Burton. I'm yeah. like, how many characters are you going to have this guy play for you? I mean, right. there's no other guy that can get your quirkiness deal down. Yeah, I can't, can't handle it and knock it down. Um, have I, you seen the new, is there anything out on the new Beetlejuice? Next year. No, but I mean, have they done any cuts of anything? Oh, there's a whole trailer for it. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, what does William Defoe play? Uh, he's not in the trailer. Well, he's in it. Oh, I'm okay. I didn't know sure. that. I, so in the trailer, you see Jenny Ortega, you see Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice, and you see um, oh, Winona Ryder, the mom. Whoa, what the hell happened there? Hey, it's, it's, it's still backgrounding. It's oh. my hot spot. Well, I'm really pleased the way the smoke is holding up in here tonight. Yeah, it's going great. Because I was all expecting us to have to open the door, and it's all gone really good. And I've got this on low, and it's saying it's saying it's 77 in here. Well, which, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I can't believe that. So that's why I was telling my God, I was like, I don't know if I need to insulate this ceiling. I like the fact that there is some escape. You know, there's some yeah vintage. You know, it's like I was, I was, I, I was our ventilation is what I meant. Steaks and everything last night, so I went out. And it wasn't too cold last night, but like, I got that that pellet cooker now, and then I've got the solar stove, and then I moved that tank heater over. So there's kind of this like triple vortex of heat right there on the patio, right? It was like 30 degrees the other night. Yeah. All of them going. No wind. Beautiful, right? Well, the no wind is the key. That's the key. But I'm like, you know, you can hang out there all anytime you want. You bundle up. But I'm like, here's the thing, too. When it's 20 degrees outside, it's 20 degrees outside. Yeah, and it's not that cold If you don't have something to stop the wind, you're not going to get... No. You know, but it's something like this, like, if that thing was turned up... We'd be naked in here. Yeah, we could be in flip flops and stuff in here. In here. Yeah. Well, you know? I've got two heaters going. Well, that guy. Too. Yeah, but that guy's probably not even up near anything, is it? Is it up high? It's medium. Me. Okay. Yeah, but that that guy alone, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I've been and wheeling these bad boys in and out. You put you put that unit in there, and I mean honestly, even with smoke flow, you might be able to just crack that damn window and it'd be, you know. Yeah. But it's it looks like it's going up. It was probably leaving out the, t- the back, the top exactly. of the garage. Well, there's under a the vent door. at the top. 
that oh, well, shit, all these roofs go. have vents. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. But anyway, this is still a work in progress, but we're working on it. But I wanted to make sure we had it. Um, it's the same thing, dude. I think I just knocked off too much ash, which that's fucking weird. It's not like I dug into it. Yeah, I just kind of tapped it, and it went all the way inside the cigar. It fell well, out. What do you think so far? <clears throat> I definitely like it, but it is... In all intents and purposes, a very earthy cigar, I think. Yeah, the one, the, not the one thing, but one thing I will say is, um, it yeah. is a little kind of sort of exciting to get into a, a Nicaraguan Puro like this with age. I mean, we've smoked aged Nicaraguans before. Um, predominantly, they focus on that spice, but there is this some spice in the retrohale. The there is some spice in the retrohale. And to be uh, quite honest, I have, since Thanksgiving, <clears throat> I've had a little cold, so my may not be as clear, but I don't know. I got some spice on that. There retro. is spice in the retro. I, not wrong there. Kind of smooth, smooth. It's almost like hot sauce spice, though. Like it blows through and tingles. It doesn't. It doesn't sit around. You know, it, it shoots through. You got COVID, didn't you? I don't know. Okay. I don't like. If, I'm not going to be one of these guys that said, no, I didn't get it. If I got it, I had it. Oh, I know. I had um, it a couple times. I, maybe. You know, I don't know. The reason I, the reason I'm even bringing this up is is I know I had it, and it worried me because Janine, I said, I have COVID. And she goes, why? I said, because I'm puffing on this cigar, and I'm getting nothing. Yeah. So my smell... Well, then I I definitely think I had it at least once. Because it was we gone for about a day, and I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. If I have no taste or smell, it's going to be hard to do the bourbon. We were we were hanging out, and I was smoking cigars. I'm like, dude, they all they all taste like ammonia. So you probably did. I was like, yeah, so probably did. You know, I don't know. I was like, I'm not going to be one of those guys. Oh, I didn't have it, but I never. If I had it, it never popped when I tested. You know, what I mean, I don't know, but. Well, I think this is, um, you know, the Oak and Eden thing. Yeah. Cheers. For our it's first good, uh... um, batch. Right. This is not. Whatever. Yeah. I, it does not suck. And no it's a really, pineapple, though. No pine. No, no. I, there's a sweetness to it. There is. And the reason I think I sure... I'm even saying pineapple is there's a yellow ashtray in front of me and it says pineapple on the bottle. So I'm just putting shit Yeah, I would it. like to get a guy and not even showing the bottle and pouring that and see what he says. Yeah. I bet if we did 100 people, no one's going to pick pineapple out no. of that. No. And it's it's cool. I mean, it'd be really kind of cool to connect with these guys and figure out the whole the whole idea behind it. But it is fun. If you guys want to, like anybody anybody can do it. They deliver right to your front door. It's fucking hilarious. Not hilarious. I mean, it's awesome. But go on, Okaneden. I think it's Okaneden.com. Go to create your bottle. They're like, I want to say they're like $67 a piece. And uh, you pick the spire, you pick the base, um, and you can pick uh, proofing. I think it goes up to like 104 I think you do on the proofing. So it's kind of, it's kind of a cool thing. No, it's definitely yeah. a cool thing. And it's, it's a really... I am so glad that they used that um, kind of Michter's 20 shape bottle. You know what I mean? Because it's a little thinner, but more because you can see the stave move around in it, and it doesn't dilute anything from it. If the stave was just sitting in like a certain like a Michter's bottle, kind of reminds me of the Honey Oats, the little flying bee. Yeah. And <laughs> you got that little stick 
with that like it's got ridges in it mm -hmm. rings mm -hmm. and the honey's coming off of it the only difference is this is like i don't know that thing's probably a good six inches maybe yeah and it's got rings all around it <clears throat> it'd be interesting to know how they created those spires um how they did that yeah i was just gonna ask like it's like how the hell do you it's almost like they've been lathed like on a lathe if you know what i'm talking about where you put a piece of wood and you hook it here and it spins like a bat oh and yeah you're yeah, yeah, doing yeah. the lathe work on it yeah. it's almost but man that would that'd be a lot of money to be doing those that'd take a while Unless they're doing them in like 10 foot sections and, and then they're, they're cutting them every six inches yeah. and they've got a machine. But either way, it's a really interesting deal. It's really cool. And it's really fun. When it's empty, pull that stave out and light that fucker on fire. I mean, but it's a very similar thing as like Maker's Mark private selection. That's stave uh, collections in that as well. Yeah, but different. that's that. But that, the difference there <laughs> is like when you do a stave collection, you're picking the staves the barrel's made of. And then the distillate goes into the barrel. So like when you look at a stave collection and it says like two American oak, one French souvet, uh, so two they're whatever. I thought they were. No, you're picking the ten staves that make the barrel, and then it ages in that barrel. I don't think I ever knew that. I thought they were putting the staves in the barrel. I did too, until. But I was you're saying down. they make the barrel out of different staves. I think. Now that you're saying the way you're saying, it, I think I might. I think I may have been thinking. We'll have to look that up. But the stage that's might be interesting in there, too. Like, oh fuck, I don't know. I might have that ass backwards. I may have thought it was the staves, and they're doing it the way you said it. Didn't we talk to somebody about this? I have always avoided the tours, and I need to. I definitely want to do the Buffalo Trace with the one gentleman. I can't think of his yeah, name. Yeah, from the oh. from the neat. Video. Yeah, his yes, dad yeah. worked there. He's worked there. I definitely want to do that at some point. Uh, it ain't going to be this December because this month is just something every day. We're having a lot of fun this month. Yeah, we will be. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. So, well, we've covered a lot of ground there. Yeah. Our uh, Chiefs are back on track, we hope. Oh, baby. How you feel about this game? On so, we're doing the game here Sunday, right? Okay, okay. so get a load of this. Um, I'm out with Jimmy Gem, and you probably heard he's going to the oh, game. Oh, he's going. He's going to Cheesehead, yeah. Yeah, he's leaving Saturday with a couple of his good friends. Wait, didn't you say that? I'm, I'm probably going to mess this up. I'm trying to. He said something like his. Is it his brother? His brother works, works, for, works for, for Fuzzy Tacos. And somebody was like, hey, I've got a, I've got a box. Do you want to go? So <laughs> he's like um, some. Okay, like if you do. Okay, let's say, well, this is what happened. Somebody bought a distributorship for Fuzzy's Tacos, and it may have some connection to do with a Fuzzy's at the stadium or something there. Oh, cool. Because he met one of the top people, and they said, hey, you know, you've been great with us, blah, blah, blah. Is there anything I can do with you? And he laughingly said a couple of tickets, you know, some tickets. And she goes, how many do you want? You can stay in our box. So he is not only going, he's not sitting in seats. They're going to be at a suite. That's nuts, man. Yeah. Maybe he'll sit next to Taylor and Mama Kelsey. Oh, that would be funny. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah. Come on. I don't know. Um, yeah, Chiefs are back on, man. Um, still some... Still some... Dude, the AFC... It's going to be really curious these next... We got to win out. That's all I got to say. We can't lose another game. No. We cannot lose another game. And that Not, Buffalo game is going to be a 
That's going to be a banger. That's in two weeks. Well, I think this game is going to – I mean, there's this, I mean, when you talk about it, I don't think there's any game that they need to no. overlook. Because and again, we talked about this uh, when they lost to Denver. They Denver better has go, gotten better. They better go into this game against Green Bay like they're playing the Eagles again. Well, they beat the shit out of Detroit, and Detroit I is nothing know. to sneeze and at. Detroit beat us week one. Right. Well, so, yeah, I wouldn't say we got our ass whooped. No, but we, get <laughs> lost. we did. Lost. Right, by you one know, point. I mean, fuck. <coughs> they gotta go out. They gotta. They gotta play hard. Um, looks like Nick Bolton will be back in a couple weeks, so that's really fucking good. Um, but they caught the ball, and that makes yes. all the difference. Yeah, and and guys I know it sounds stupid up. that we're talking like that. <laughs> Wait, this guy's playing football, right? Yeah, but they caught okay, the ball. Okay, you've dropped ten balls, guys. We're playing the best team in the NFL, quite possibly. You make this one catch, we win. They drop it, and we lose. Yeah, yeah. So you got to catch the ball. That's utmost important. And um, but I got to say, when we watched the Raiders game, the beginning was not good. I was a little. It was like the um, the defense was on snooze control. And um, you know, we we watched it at Winty's. Now for you St. Louis guys out at Chesterfield Airport, they've got a tent you can smoke in watch the game so we hit that from time to time but <clears throat> it didn't seem like they really woke up until like the second quarter and then things started clicking and guess what they were catching the ball so I think as long as they can and Kelsey much better than last week I don't know if he had a, t- a, a Taylor Swift hangover or whatever but it was not good all around the other game and I think Kelsey Kelsey's a leader, so I mean he has to be catching the ball, and they all were dropping him in the in the um, other game. I can't remember what was that the Broncos? No, no, it was Philadelphia game. But anyway, they're back on track, so this will be an interesting game. It'll be Sunday. It's their late night prime uh, prime time one, I believe. So it'll be at 7:20. So, but we are looking forward to seeing that. I think we will be back here at Winterfeld. Uh, Sunday night watching that. So hopefully they keep the good times rolling. Yeah, that's the plan. Wonderful Sunday. Do some food. And bring some food. Yeah. So real quick, because I, I, I think of these things I got to tell you right away. Yeah. So me and Janine, um, you know, we do the ribeye thing. You kind of know how we roll. But anyway, I said, hey, let's do a prime rib. So we go to Schnucks. And the guy, I says, hey, can we just get one cut of prime rib, you can give me some notes on how to do it, whatever, I'll do it. He says, yeah, it's basically uh, a ribeye. It is a ribeye. Okay. It's a ribeye with bone in. So we bought a ribeye from him. I go, tell me how to cook it, because I've not done it this way. He goes, put it in your, preheat your oven up to as hot as it can go, 530 is ours. And he goes, hit it for three minutes. And he goes, then just shut it off, don't even look at it for two hours. Oh, that's cool. So I cooked three minutes. Um, it was about 16 ounce uh, cut, and um, so and he goes, "Do not even look at it." Followed his instructions, pulled it out, and what surprised me, it was dark brown, and there was oil, like clear oil, in the drop pan. And when I cut it open. It was brown. 
Oh, there was no. no pink. It was worse than stew meat. Fuck that, dude. So I one. So that guy's dead to me. Exactly. Um, so, but I'm wondering. We have a confectionery oven, and it does seem to cook things quickly and hot. Even though it's off, it's still cooking, and I let it stand for 60, uh, 10 minutes before I even cut into it, and it was horrible. Yeah, no that, taste whatsoever. That 10 minutes did not cook the fucking thing. You let no. it sit. No. So I do, I, I've done it almost a decade now, like on Christmas. It's out. I get like a, we do like a nine pound bone-in prime rib. I smoke it for 23 hours. And Janine has, we've cooked, um, for Christmas we've had prime rib. Yeah. And both of them, perfect. Yeah, something like that, like that's maybe, man, I do The way this weird. looked, Five? I think an hour in there would have been too much. And dude, I think 530 degrees is too goddamn much. That's Says, insane. Uh, well, we told him our our top is 530. He goes three minutes, shut it off, and he goes it should be perfection, and it way way overcooked it. But I was really surprised. I said I would like season it with cane seasoning, yeah, salt and pepper it all the way around both sides. Let it, I I typically let mine stand for an hour. Yep. And he goes perfect. I did not. You would not even know that that. Steak it ever Damn, so it, it cooked it to the point that it, it cooked burnt the all season of the away. seasoning out of it. There, it was bland and horrible. Yeah. Oh dear God, that would that would. And I wanted to take some to him. I should have to take have. it over and let him see it. Here's here's your uh, cooking instructions, bud. Yeah. Need to remove you from your fucking position. Oh, that would oh that would drive me insane. Yeah, I do it. About nine pounds. It's. I do it at like I think it's I do 185 over wood for yeah this thing 23 hours. <clears throat> anyway, I thought that was interesting because I've always heard I've never done it, but you take the ribeye, you season it just like I'm talking about, and then you get your um, your pit going. Flaming hot. Yep. You put it on there for like, you know, maybe two minutes on one side, two minutes on Re- the other. Reverse searing. And then put it low and slow yeah. in the oven. Reverse searing, yeah. Yeah. And I've heard about that. I haven't done it, but th- that's why I was excited about this process. That's a bummer, man. <coughs> yeah. So what'd you guys eat? You didn't eat that. <laughs> I ate whatever. <laughs> steamed broccoli and mashed potatoes. I was like really working the... Broccoli through the potatoes. Uh, trying to make a, <laughs> trying to make a meal. Janine makes, she cooks oh like angel God. hair pasta. I am so surprised you didn't take that thing on a fucking plate and take your ass straight back up. I said I don't even know if I want to feed this to Jack. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna look up at me like, what's this shit? And, and then I told Janine, I'm like, how the hell is it? Mark brings over a little butcher bag of some shit. And he's in there wheeling around. You did sear yours first, didn't you? And then you put it in the oven? Nope. I did it all on the grill. Oh, I thought you put it in the oven for nope. a while. I turned your left side up high, seared it, then killed your left side, left it on the left side, and left the right two burners on and slow cooked it. I don't know. I just wish Sheldon wouldn't have been here that night. Because he, there was, I was, that was just delicious as hell. Yeah. And I went for another, and then I, as I was heading over there, the big boy was right in front and took, like, the whole side. But, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. That's That would 
piss me off. You know who's got really, really good? I don't. I, I actually, I've had it, I've had it one time. Order primer. I didn't even order. It. I had a piece of it because Linda ordered it. But uh, Cress's Steakhouse. Well, they're known for their prime rib. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just remember looking at the menu. And I got a I got a I got a surf and turf thing there, and then they their prime rib like eats up half the back menu. And it, it's something like the Prince or the Darling is like I don't know six ounces. Then the Prince is like. You do the king, it's like three pounds of fucking ribeye. Or, uh, prime rib. And they bring this thing out on this plate, dude. And, I mean... You expect a chef to, to cook some shit. Dude, it looked perfect when it came out. And it was that perfect... But shouldn't a prime like, look pink? Prime served rare, bud. Rare. But if it comes brown to your table... No. Something went wrong. Take that shit back, dude. Take it back. You're out of here. You're out of your mind. Yeah. Prime prime rib. And I because because that's happened to me. And I'm like, what's this? I know you not. It's your prime rib. I'm no, like, it's not. How? This is brown. I've never had a brown prime rib. No, sorry. That's what he. Yeah. So bad, bro. I every everybody I've always heard is all in my entire life has always said prime rib is served rare. Right. Because I think the idea behind it is like. And again, I don't I don't know why it's this way, but like if you take a prime rib and you cut it into ribeyes and you serve a rare ribeye, the meat texture is different than if you leave it against that bone with that fat cap and you cook it rare. When you get rare prime rib, it's <coughs> almost the buoyancy of like roast beef, but it's got the density and the flavor of beef of like ribeye, but it's got this like Buttery. It's almost it's like a fillet, but it's a little different texture. It's pink, but yet and it melts. It, yeah, it, fuck it, it disappears in your mouth. You it's eat. a little yeah, different. I, I, it's I, a little different cut than the uh, fillet. And I, don't I know. fillet is good. Don't get me wrong. It's just that texture is just too. I don't know why I like the prime rib. If I'm doing that, I'd rather have prime rib than a yes. fillet. Yeah. Well, I like you not know. Not there's anything. It's not like I'm against fillet guys. No, whatever, but, I, but you know what I I had um, any guns a couple. Couple weeks ago, a pork chop, a, a bone-in fillet. Oh, leave the bone. That's a different experience because it, again, I don't know why, but I swear to God, it didn't eat like a like a fillet. It was it was ten, one. It was ten ounces. It was this big. You know, it was a nice big fun thing. So, all right, tell the folks what's next. Well. Me and Mark, Mark, we got some history on this bottle, man. Well, Mark, we ended up being over in. Um, well, there's many a story on this, but it wasn't this one. But he was able to go down to Peerless, and he came back with the Double Oak Bourbon. Yes. And you brought some from one of your Caribbean trips, and we smoked a Cuban. I or did we? No, that's when I went to Louisville and we smoked Viaje, Platino and Oro. Oh. That was kind of the launch. And of, I did like those cigars. That was kind I, of the launch of our fucking either well, way. reignition of your Viaje love. And then I was like, holy shit, Coraline Viaje, who the fucking funk it? But then we had, oh. we were invited to the bourbon thing down at Sybil's. Yes. And this guy did a bourbon dinner Doug. with Double Oaks. Yes. And um, he had the Double Oak bourbon there, correct? Or was it rye? He had the rye. Okay. 
And he well, said, uh, hang on. No, he had both. At dinner, you had bourbon. We drank rye yes, with cigars. on the patio yeah. afterwards. Remember, I had to cap it because that fucking dude kept coming up and yeah. pouring fistfuls. Of, of so I got steak. high hopes for this. But there was a two or three bottles over at um, the wine cellar. What um what did that run? Uh, I think this was 128. Well, I, when I bought the double oak dip peerless, it was 130. What did I say? 136. 136. Yeah. Something like that. And this is 109 proof. And um, you know, basically non chilter strictly sweet mash, barrel proof, no water added, rye whiskey, twice barreled in new oak. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. Well, let's let's give this a clankety clank. Yeah, I got Cheers, high bro. expectations go. for this. Wow. It's a little strong right off the palate. But you can, um, it's strong off the palate because we just opened it. That I think will ease a little bit. But you That's can tell. tasty right there. I always talk about this. There's a richness to it that you can, you can't, I mean, somebody thinks they can name them all, but you can just tell there's a bunch of rich flavor in there. You know, I think you started using the term richness with with the Peerless Double. I, I think I that's think, when you started no, it. it was Old Fixture. Was it Old Fitz? Okay. Yeah, because fit. I'm just oh, like, yeah, good man, point. Yeah, yeah, good point. this is just... Uh, a rich experience. You, you know what this kind of reminds me of? Look and this how is, dark it is. I know that both of these reasons here. This isn't a. <coughs> I, this is good. I'm very happy about this. It yeah. reminds me of that Barrel King rye, that barrel proof rye. Mm. Like if I'm trying to like pull up the top of my head, like kind of a kind of a, a tandemness. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Yeah, this is straight Kentucky though. This ain't. Oh yeah. no, it's straight out. That's peerless yeah. right there. Yeah. And fun, fun fact. I, I I know we were talking about this before, but the, that bottle shape. The reason it's so significant is uh, I told you this when Corky was taking us through on that tour. Uh, peerless was one of the only companies at the time coming out out of Kentucky that uh, during Prohibition. You can, remember we talked about this before. You can get you could get a prescription for whiskey, right? <clears throat> Think about a 1920s medicine bottle. It was obviously much smaller, but that's that's what that's supposed to be. It's an elongated, taller version of an original medicine well, bottle. Well, if they were selling this back in the day, it would make anybody stay puffy. Oh, yeah, better. dude. Yeah, do you remember? At, well, okay, so we're big. This thing has just... Um, I don't oh, know. One thing I'm going to say, I keep drawing on it. Because I sit here and I talk to you for a minute and I come back. I got a pool, pool, pool. Yeah. There's one thing I'm a little upset about. We'll, we'll kind of get into that. We'll, we'll talk about it now, but we'll wrap it up total on the cut light and let it burn. But uh, you got to pay attention to this motherfucker. You do. You you cannot walk away from this. I, I kind of keep doing this with my eyes. I'm like, I'm looking over at it. I'm just making, <clears throat> when I see the smoke start dissipating, I'm, I'm smoking it. Because I don't know. That's the one, one thing. I, overall, I mean, the, the cigar is great. I, I really enjoy it, but... You gotta pay attention to it. Well, and the other thing uh, to add on to this Peerless thing is I was at a um, Randall's down in Soulard, and I saw a gray and red label. 
I'd never seen it before. And I think it was right there, like 120. Oh, you got it. We had it. And it was high rye. High rye. That's right. Um, <coughs> it was high rye bourbon. Sorry, we're talking bourbon. I found a Ben Holiday I don't like. You had one of the new ones? Rickhouse proof. Oh, is that the, it's like the I-70 series? Nope, it's just Rickhouse proof. It's bright red. It says Rickhouse proof on the bottom of the bottle. Is the label red? Yep. Well, I don't know how you would have had that because that's only sold. Stevie's, Bill's got it at Bootleggers. Well, I have the red label. Me and you. Now, both. This one says Rickhouse proof on the bottom of it, though, like in huh. big brick letters. It was disgusting. Huh. It was very bad. Well, I know Cass is not, he does not like it. Now, everything we've had up to this that you're talking about, we've enjoyed all of them. And I know there's red label, there's the soft red wheat that I thought that was 100 proof or better. And then there was the other one, which is the six year that was a higher proof red label that they sell in their gift house. But now I was at Randall's too, and I gave up not getting the uh, cast strength from Ben Holiday because I, I, I wanted to get that other high rye. Right. So I didn't get it. I remember saying that. I remember that one now because I said the label looked like your Tatawahe hat. Yeah, the way it was laid the, the out really, like that. The really cool gray and, and offset black. Yeah, I thought that, that was that was really sweet. I like that one. Well, this stuff is amazing. And I was yeah, surprised dude, to see it. Cheers. That's a fucking winner right there. I need to know, is there a way you can see who's singing this song? That's Tracy Chapman. Her version of this is so fucking better than uh, Keith Urban. So, me and Kelly have been music guys forever. I like how you knew that. I fucking love when you do that. I called Kelly and I said, I just heard this song. Um, and I said, it's going to be number one. You watch, give this two weeks and this will be number one. This gal's going to be amazing, Tracy Chapman. And this song was amazing and then some country guy keith urban did it is it this, keith urban this song right here yeah i thought it was somebody different. you got a fast car oh wait maybe oh the rain coming down. yeah it's, yeah. it's coming down out there yeah i went to went to the bathroom <clears> i down. think he changed a few words or lines wait in maybe too. that's not him i think it's somebody different because <laughs> keith me. urban i know because janine somebody did it and I, i'm sitting here talking to you and i heard her go yeah. And I'm like, and that's why I stopped. I was like, damn, I need this version. So I'm going to make sure I download that. But, And this is obviously an older song. I mean, this this is not good. How old is this? Oh, shit. 80s? Uh, no, 90s? no, no. No, I think uh, late 90s, maybe early 2000s. Oh, okay. Well, because okay, so of 20 plus years. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or um, 20 years, maybe, yeah. I've been listening, and before you got here, I was in here putzing around. And who's the guy? Is he called uh, Jiffy Pop or Jiffy? He's got shit in his face like Malone. Um, he's got, like, tattoos on his face. Oh, Big. um. Is he Jigglypuff? No, or? no, 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 no. Oh, my God. Uh, Jelly Belly? Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll. Yeah. He is. His country album, White White Church or whatever. That song? Well, I just was playing a bunch of them, and he's got Ooh. this one song called uh, About Control. Yeah. And, and I, you know, he's singing this thing, and, oh, I first saw him on an Instagram. Yeah. And then I put his stuff up there, 
Man, he sounds like Chris Stapleton. Dude, he was on, on steroids. Uh, like he's even better than Chris he was, Stapleton. He was on. He's a rapper too, and his he, he so he he was on Rogan, I think. I think he just won it. a bunch of. Dude, awards. he did, and his story's fucking nuts, man. The guy was in jail from the time he was like 15 till he was, I don't know, late 20s. Got out, had nothing, started singing. He's married to an ex escort, and they're fucking living their life together, like. He's and he he so he's he's been a rapper for years yeah, now. Yeah, I saw him pull up in a big Lincoln and then he, Continental and then he convertible. Did, um, then he did his country album and he fucking st- I think he got he got a big award at something. Oh, he's and then gotten this, a bunch at of the awards. CMAs. He won like everything. Yeah. And then uh, the thing that killed me in his store and you guys go see this on references. I'm gonna tear this up a little bit. He went to a uh, they they live in Nashville. He didn't say where it was or what it was, but there was this nice community, gated community. They saw a house they wanted. They went to buy it. They told him no, because they looked his record up. Oh. Never mind that he had the money. Never mind who he is. They looked his record up. They told him he couldn't live there. Listen, if Jelly Roll wants to move into my neighborhood, I'm all into it. Dude, let's... Yes. <laughs> yes. Who's coming over? Ah, I got Jelly Roll coming over tonight, man. We're going to do a little... Puffing of some cigars I just hope and some bourbon. Somebody is peanut butter sandwich and they do a collab soon. Jelly roll and peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. Well, well I've noticed flat. him of late. <laughs> but yeah, Tracy Chapman. There was a couple other ones that Dude, I would that was that Kelly. was beautiful back. And you guys aren't gonna be able to hear that. I've I've got this I had to start kinda not editing. You know, we don't edit anything. I don't do that, but I had to adjust the way the sound comes in because when we do our stogies in cinema, we got to be really careful not to get copyrighted um, and removed gotcha. because of the sound. So I have it. So this only picks up now. So like, if you, you see these lights right here. Yeah. Hello. Stop. See how they don't move unless you're talking. Yeah. It only picks up what goes into the mic now, nothing else. I, I made it that way. The computer, the the video is the same way for Patreon. I, I did it that way. Sorry, I didn't get us back up Well, here. yeah, this placentia, as long as you're, it's like, it's like a dog, you know, it gets mad at you if you're not paying enough attention yeah, to it. Yeah, it's kind of like when you, when you pet them a little bit and then they, they headbutt you in the eye like me, you know, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Or go shit on I'm, your floor I'm or like, tear up your shoes because you're not giving them enough I'm, attention. I'm playing with Remy last night and I'm like, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's go to bed. So I jump bed, she jumps up next to me, she got her ass near her tail wagging, she's like, and I'm like, I'm like biting her ear and. She's going like this, biting like this. I was like, okay, stop. She got her head down looking at me like this. I was like, stop. She went, bam. It's right there. Right there. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. But. That, man, that, that is such a good juice. And so this is the funny thing. Like, um, oh, I want, oh, I wanted to tell you about this. I don't know if you saw this or not. Did you hear about that McAllen 40 bottle? No. So a. 40-year McAllen that was bottled in, uh, I think it was 1946? That's selling for like a zillion dollars. Uh, $82 million for the bottle. I think you did tell me that. And and it's on a bar where it can be bought. Guess what the ounce pour is. <laughs> a million? No, uh, no, not a million. One ounce. No idea. $33,900. In the in the uh, House of Usher. 
Remember the House of Usher? Oh, that he, was that was that a was that a brandy? I think it's a brandy. And he was like, <laughs> it was like, I don't know, some astronomical. What number. he said, he said, you could work your entire life, and your life's annual salary won't buy this bottle. Right. And I'm like, dude, the first thing I said, watch that. I'm like, he ain't drinking that in that fucking house. Well, hell, the bottle's what had all the money on it. It had a bunch of diamonds and jewels and rubies and shit. Oh, I wanted to reference this. We had some uh, <coughs> um, we had some, some talk back about the episode we did with Wreck-It Rusty, and I was talking about the Year of the Dragon Davidoff stuff. I wanted to show you this. So they released all the accessories for the Year of the Dragon. So the lighter, the, the ashtray, the three, remember this, three-finger cigar case. Um... Let me find this for you and show it to you. And uh, people people were sending us the um, the Half Wheel article. They're like, have you seen this? I'm like, yeah, we were talking about it. Um, got some cool uh, state updates, too. Where's it at here? Hang on. Here it goes. All right, so I'm going to show you this. That's the Year of the Dragon DuPont. Wow. All right. So here we go. Let's uh, Let's break this down a little bit. So, uh, they come in both black and red, okay? And I'm just going to go from the left, all right? So, hear me out here. Left to the right, okay? Two fingers, sorry. Two finger case up top. Ashtray and the DuPont release pins. And then you've got the Slimline, the Jet, and the Line. So, this and the Dragon, all right? <sighs> from left to right. This is the most affordable one here. And the multi-jet. Shit, and the Line. $265, $290, $295. The two-cigar case in black, $295. In red, $395. The two-finger ashtray, $550. This is what's going to kill you. The Line, $1,695. Each one of those fountain pens... $1,995. I enough. I have enough ink just in my little basket. <laughs> you know, these little um, fucking pens last forever now. I yeah, mean, dude. I a $1,000 pen? So what's the whole package cost? Well, I don't think you can buy it all together. It's fucking out. I know. It's out. God damn it. Because you told that story. God damn it. Can't even tell a story and it goes out. I don't think we've ever smoked a cigar like this that needs so much attention. Anyway, okay, so it's not a package deal, but no. it, somebody will buy them but all. But here's my thing, right? So $295 for a two-finger cigar case, that means you got to have $235 cigars two $135 cigars in that case at all times to make it worth it. Because it's a perfect fit for that cigar. No, for two cigars. But if you're going to oh. pay $300 fucking dollars for a two-finger cigar case, you might as well put it all in there. <laughs> I, do have a, I do have a leather cigar case with a phone holder on it. Do you remember that? That one's dope. You don't use that anymore. The reason I don't use it anymore is because me, not thinking about it, when you have a custom a custom holster made for your gun it's because it's made for that gun oh you got a new phone and now you know you're going to upgrade your phone every three years probably yep. i don't know what the average is 
but the phones are way bigger now. Yeah. 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 You got a new phone. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. That one was cool. I mean, enough. look, this phone now is almost as big as my yeah. cigar case. I got my new one yeah. this week. Right. So, yeah. So that's why I don't use that much anymore. But it, it served me well. It was great. It was a fun deal. I think the fun, funny thing was I said this to Janine, this way off script of everything. We, of course, we don't do script, but I was listening when to... When the fuck did we get a script? Right, <laughs> off script, like off whatever we normally do. But I jumped on this. I saw this black co- uh, comedian. She's the one that is so crazy. I love her. She's one, the, the bigger woman? No, not the big one. But she's been around. That one is she's, she's SNL girl. Yeah. But this one, she's been on um, Larry, um, the one, the, the guy who made Seinfeld, um, and he has his own series, the bald guy with the hair. She, she's on there anyway. Did she's you, just, hang on. Did you say the bald guy with the hair? Yeah, sign the Seinfeld creator. Um, oh, I, I don't I don't know. That this is. whole series is great. It's like Seinfeld. It's just him and his life. He's meeting all of his buddies from Hollywood. Oh, curb like, your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's on there all the time, one of his good friends. Anyway, so this is a long story, but <clears throat> she's like on screen. She's like, she's like, I'm talking to my girlfriend. And she's like, she's talking to her and everything. And she's like, what? You seem distractive. And she goes, girl, I'm going out of my mind. And she's like digging in her purse and all this shit, whatever. And she goes, I cannot find my phone. She's talking to her. He goes, this is the most irritating thing. And she goes, well, obviously, this is no time to talk to me because you're so distracted. And the girl on the phone, this is two girls having a conversation. Call me back when you have found it. Do you get it? She was on the phone? She's on the phone the whole time. (laughs) And I've got this one, uh, you know, one of my thin puff pillow things from ben holiday i see well that oh that's the patch that's the patch yeah, from the infamous solo stone burn yeah, yeah and the gal who put it on there she's like man that's a big hole she goes i'm gonna have to put a patch on the back but anyway even her girlfriend will call me back when you find it neither one of them picked so anyway i threw i have a big pocket up here i threw my phone in here and i'm getting all my shit going out the door and janine's like do you have everything and I'm like, yeah, I got everything. I'm heading out. I go, whoa, 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 I can't find my phone. I'm like looking all around and I says, call it. And it's like, <laughs> it's right on my chest. I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh and listen, God. everybody can laugh all they want, but you know everybody's done. Everyone's done it. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah. Everyone's done it. There's, there's no, there's no, I haven't done that about that. You can't say that. Um, I did, I did want to say something about this. So, uh, you know, we talked a, a few episodes ago about how a lot of the the world uh, was kind of going around to that black label with the white font on it, you know, with Cuban cigars and stuff. Remember I talked about that? That okay. simple font. Um, New Zealand just retracted. They were actually going to shut down, uh, or, or they shut down or they retracted the age limit. Like the born, anyone born after cannot buy tobacco or whatever. They shut that down, but they're moving into that as well that black label, white white lettering on it. but uh, And what is that about? Re- recap. So uh, it started <clears throat> in, I think it started in Germany, and then other, other countries started kind of adopting it. They were getting away from labeling in these countries. 
So like, like you, you mean the diversity of labeling yes. on our so you cigars? Walk, you walk into a humidor, instead of seeing Cyclops, Hooligan, Reaper, Spooky, it would be a malt black label in white letters, Cyclops, Hooligan, Reaper, Spooky. No, I don't remember this kind of And they started doing that uh, across a lot of them. Um, and then I told you when I was on the, the Alaskan cruise, uh, that last stop was in British Columbia. And I remember all the guys in the cigar lounge were going out to get Cubans, right? They wanted to get Cubans. And uh, I was like, guys, I'll throw you some cigars, you know, just bring me one back, you know, whatever. So I met them all back down there in the humidor around like 9.30 that night. And they all came in and sure as shit, all the cigars were that malt black, you know, like this. Oh, that wouldn't fly here. White white typing on it. I, I think I smoked a, um, uh, 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 it's the one that starts with a V. I can never remember the damn name of them. Uh, whatever it was, it's something that it said, uh, five, literally like typewriter <coughs> type, 5.34 backslash 41mm on, on the label, you know, but that's happening. But, um, <clears throat> I don't know, that, that kind of surged. I just hope that, that thing doesn't ever kind of come near around us. I really hope it doesn't happen in I in cannot the see that happening but, here. Well, it won't, it, won't, it won't happen here. We because we love our we, labels. Well, and we also don't, you know, I, I still firmly believe, I don't care if we end up opening, you know, putting apartment buildings in Cuba and you can go live in Cuba, you know. I, I, even at that point, I still don't think you'll ever see Cuban cigars in the American market. Uh, not because we won't allow it, but I feel like the, the Cuban government um, and those cigar makers are like, dude, just like we've talked about over and over how the other countries have enveloped the cigar market or the tobacco market in the States over the past 60 years, Cuba didn't lose anything. Now, maybe <laughs> initially they, they lost. Um, no, no. Because when you go... Normally you the black market the world, is almost more... Oh, fuck yeah, Lucrative than... Yeah, well, not only that, forget the black market. Black market for the United States citizens, yes, but the rest of the world? Dude, (laughs) with the exception of a couple of places where people have put the effort into it... Oh, that's right, I didn't think of that. When you go go into Europe, bro, you're not not buying... I'm not going to say you're not going to find some of the brands you know. Those humidors, you go to the, the, the Asian market, the European market, the German market... You're buying Cuban cigars because that's what they sell. There's no embargo. There's there's no delay on that. I mean, you're going to pay what their cost is, their tax rate, etc. That's what you're buying. You're going to buy Cubans there. You know, you know, you would be hard struck like uh, walking into a humidor now and trying to find <coughs> think of the rarest cigar you can think of. Now go to a humidor in in England and ask for a. Jericho Hill from Crownheads. They'd be like, what? What? <laughs> you know, what are you fucking talking about? You know? Um, I'm not saying you're not going to be able to find some Altidus or General stuff, you know? Um, but predominantly in all those those regions, you're, you're smoking Cuban tobacco. Why not? They've been selling it since fucking Churchill. Why would you change it? Wish me and you could have smoked some Lars back in the day when he had the Bassmaster and the Shakira and I mean he just had some stuff that was great. I still but have two of those uh, I have I have I probably have ten of those. Do you, I have two of the uh the spicy one? Remember the seven on seven or Yeah, and seven? Our, who is the little girl 
Maddie, yeah. She was like, oh gosh, this is very spicy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were looking at each other, no, not really. I mean, it's spicy. I mean, this now, is Now, maybe like... if he pulls out some of his spices. Right. <laughs> and we're like do licking you, some spices with us. Do you thing. remember? Dude, we, that um, is, uh, we have to recreate that again somehow. We somehow. have to. Because that was one of the most unbelievable experiences. Not because I already had a background with Lars. Well, see, you know what made that, like, not semi-awesome, but really cool? Is I remember telling you the location where I was like, hey, this this cat's coming in. Uh, he's down here with Kush. I want you to come sit down. we got to meet this guy. You sit down, you're like, I know this fucking dude. It's like when I introduced it's you to Luciano. Bradley. It, he, in distribution, Brad got hooked Kush, up. Bradley Kush. Yeah, yeah Kush. And, uh... Um... I was like, hey, I want you to meet this guy. You know, I was like, first time I, you were, or I think I met you when Luciano was in. You're like, this guy came out. I was like, oh, Luch, what's up, bro? Like, hugging each other. Like, what's up, dude? He was great. You walk in, and then you're like, oh, I know Lars. You start talking about handbags and shit from like 20 years ago. And you two were like, I got his clothes in my man. basement. I've got two kilts of his that are 1900 apiece. I got a swashbuckler shirt with ruffles. <clears throat> I think I've worn it one time, maybe for Mardi Gras. I don't know, but that was that was really cool. And that night went till 4 a.m. Yeah, but the crazy thing about Lars is, and and I hope you guys are indulging us a little bit, is you're out with the guy and he's very eccentric. He wears a cowboy hat scarves, big glasses, and all this. And he's got a purse, which is made of different leathers. And and a guitar. And a guitar. And, you know, he sings songs, he writes songs, anything. But, okay, let's say we spent six hours with him. So, like, then he's like, he's like, oh, listen, I like you guys. Hey, run out to my van and or whatever, my trailer, and get some of those nine-year blah, 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 blah. So we're smoking some old vintage cigars. And then the next thing you know, uh, I'm like, I see him with a new purse. I'm like, what, 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 did you just make that in the bathroom or something? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, no. these." And I go, how much? I'm just curious because I kind of like that uh, purse or whatever you got. And he's like, uh, this is uh, a man all carry all, whatever. And he goes, oh, this this usually runs for around 7000 I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I won't be buying one of those. Well, remember you talked about the ashtrays. <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, yeah, you had those, remember those Venus flytrap um, ashtrays? He, I said, I really wanted one of those bad, but uh, Lars, they were $18,000. He goes, the funny thing about those, I had a guy from Japan call me. He bought every one I had, which I had a lot of them. He bought every one of them and sold them in Japan for $35,000 a piece. That's Listen, this shit that. just goes I on. Think, I think we'll, we'll try and FaceTime him. Oh, my God. Done. And yeah. then we, you know. We go to dinner and he's got it, you know, he pulls out these Lars Teen spices. Like, Dude, hey, we got, little... remember we got wings and I was like, hey, what sauce do you want? He goes, we don't need sauce. I'm like, oh, I got my own line of seasoning. He, he goes, he goes, we don't need maps where we're. Yeah, Jim, go back out to the truck. Get some, but he had them in his purse. Yeah. He's like, give each one of these guys some of these spices. You I know? still have, I have one of those jars. Oh, I have, I have them all. I have one so. of those jars. Well, if you remember, um, it was Super Bowl, my old place when I did those, uh, I did that pork butt. I used his whatever it was all over the the, the jazz, whatever. I mean, 
Lars will be on back on the podcast. We're gonna just make that a an amazing, goal. amazing storyteller. Because why? It's not because he tells it so amazingly. It's because he's got more stories than you could ever hear. And he's got that pop factor. I remember when he the, the first one that got me. He's like, yeah, I remember when uh, Steven Tyler was writing Pink, and he was looking for this rift. And I just pulled my guitar out and I went, and he was like, oh, that's right on. And, I, and he waited for someone to go, what? And then he pulled out one of his nine phones and he was like, bam. A fucking picture of him and Steven Tyler in a recording studio. And he's just thrashing the guitar. Dude. And then he goes, I made bourbon marmalade for the queen. Okay, bro, you're out of this your mind. This is getting bam. pretty thick. Him and the fucking queen. Like, <clears throat> like in, in an intimate room. Like, it wasn't. Yeah. And it was, you could tell it was a picture of a picture. You know what I mean? And it's him. When he was yeah, all he dated Steven and, Tyler's daughter yeah. for, and I'm like, man, it's getting thick in here. And he's like, oh, no, here. He's, he's got like three or four phones with him. Anyway, he's such an enjoyable, fun guy, full of knowledge. And then, of course, I had a book that I showed him. He goes, oh, God, I can't. He goes, I actually forgot about that yeah, book. Yeah, I remember that. And then he signed it and whatever. Anyway, we had a great time with him. Hope to see him again. Yeah. I don't know what's the latest. Is he still being distributed through? I, that I don't know, but he is he is still moving around. He's still doing his thing. It, it's still going But well. he's a Philly boy, isn't he? he he's in Philadelphia now. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I love that. All right, well, I guess I'm going to move on to another cigar because yeah. that guy about wore me out. But we'll talk about that in the Patreon segment. But, yeah, we have something. I'm going to do another one of these. I didn't bring any other fucking cigars. Oh, well, I have no shortage. There's Would something. you? Can I have some more of that? Yeah. Would you mind? So, we're going to wrap the podcast up here in a, in a man, probably 10 minutes or whatever. Um, but we got some hanging out to do. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. Thank you, brother. This is, this is amazing, guys. If you guys can find... Uh, oh, I want to talk about the Heaven Hill situation. Because I got a fucking theory, bro. I think I know what you're going to say. I got a theory. But I, I think I know why it's happening, though. But you can go ahead and say your theory, and I'll tell you what I All think. All right, so I want everyone, and I know this is not a Missouri thing, because Missouri is called Missouri for a reason. It's misery for the bourbon market. Um, actually, not even going to lie about this. In my time working inside um, and with everybody that we know and the people we get to work with and we talk to and we're, we're friends with and you know, we have dinners with and shit, um, for as awesome as the Missouri market is, it is not the biggest bourbon market, believe it or not. Uh, so allocations do come here last, uh, or in the lower allocation market. You know, South Dakota doesn't get more fucking bourbon than we do. You know what I'm saying? Oh, a little knock, man, boy. Um, but, this was uh, gifted to me through you, because I think this was, you got this at uh, Stanley's, Only right? fucking place that still has them, yep. It's one of my, one so of I've been my, holding it, it might be night. my second... Because I love those Lido 52s. You know those unlabeled cigars from LFD I get? That come in a big... Big-ass crack or something. And they're fucking 29-something a piece. Yeah, I tried to buy a bunch of those from him at one time because I thought they were amazing. Uh, Those are the ones that... Because we're going to Weston in a couple weeks. We're going to go to that shop, right? We're going to have a cigar down there? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. Um, Remember we went there after uh, the um, Cigar Fest or Whiskey Fest, whichever one we went to? 
It was Whiskey Fest. We it was to. Whiskey Fest. And we went down there. I remember, I was walking around the humidor, and I was like, oh, yeah, we brought cigars. We are doing the podcast. I was like, oh, shit. And I grabbed those three cigars. Those are the same cigars. I love that. But next to that, La Knox is my favorite LFD cigar. I love it. La Volcano was kind of new. Too. I'm getting off track here. Hang on. We're not talking about LFD. But um, so right now, uh, actually, and I'll start about a year, about two years ago. So my birthday, two years ago... You bought me a bottle of Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond, the new seven-year. Yep. Uh, now, we'd had it, I've had it, there's never been a time we've been together, we've been here at your house that we have not drank that. We drink it all the fucking time. Yeah. And I remember telling you at one point, I was like, dude, I wish I could have this <clears throat> and just decant it. Just have so much of it that I could just decant it and it'd be fine. I personally, in two years since then, have bought one bottle until about two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, two weeks ago, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, we're talking to a, an account of ours, a good friend of ours, Zach. I'm not gonna put his company out there because I don't want you stealing our shit. But uh, I was like, hey man, um, do you have any of this uh, Heaven Hill bottle and bond? You know, I see you, you got some shit going on, whatever. And he goes, yeah. And he sends me a picture. He's got like 17, 18 cases of it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> how much for a case, right? I was expecting some wild shit. Killer deal. Bought the case. And then I'm in Deerberg's like two days later. I, I went into the UPS to, to ship some stuff out and I turn around. There's cases of Evan Hill. I think they rolled in just semis of the and then, cases of that. And then I, uh, my cousins at the gas station goes, dude, just got a bottle of Evan Hill bottle and bond. I'm like, and then it's we like got 10 people, cases stacked on top of each people other. People texting us and accounts that we have that have bottle and bond and i'm like man this i remember being hard to find this and then i started reading and i started looking and i'm going to go back to a story you guys have heard a million fucking times when the Berman cowboy and i first met the first hour-long conversation we ever had six years ago seven six years ago five five six seventeen six years ago right yeah six years ago uh, there was a bottle on, on top of this shelf. Uh, I pulled it down. It was being poured for five fifty, six bucks. We sat there and we had that whole bottle. And, and this was me coming back into bourbon, or getting into bourbon. I never did bourbon. And it was Heaven Hill six year. Uh, think of an Elijah Cre- or think of a Evan Williams bottle. Uh, really kind of, I, I kind of call it the Christmas bottle. It kind of looks Christmassy, you know, that bottle. <coughs> It's and, white uh, and green. You're, you're telling me about it and how it used to be everywhere, and it, there was a big surplus of it, and then it's gone. So I'm kind of looking around, talking about Heaven Hill, and Bob Hess is talking about how after this year's old Fitch, we might not see old Fitz again for five, six years. You know, it's kind of hard to keep doing bottle and bonds for so long. You know, you got to let it sit for a while. And uh, then I went back, and I, I'm, I'm reading some of these crazy Reddit forums and stuff, and like it's everywhere. Yep. Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond is everywhere. And there's a new regular release Bottle and Bond project coming from Heaven Hill. So I start thinking, I'm like, okay, so I remember Hodge telling me that Six Year was everywhere. Or it was, you could buy it, then there was a mass surplus of it, and then it's gone. And then it was probably a year and a half, two years after that, that you, the first time I had that with you. You pulled it out. You're like, this is six year, but now it's seven years, bottom, bottom, whatever. I think 
this new project that's going to come in late 24, maybe early 25, they're forcing all of Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond out. Get rid of it. There'll be a lull, and there's going to be a new regular Bottle and Bond. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's interesting because <clears throat> I think what happened with the white label, the six year is, is I think they're thinking like, man, we're selling a lot of this six year, um, but we are getting down in stock. So, oh, and, and for reference, can you tell them what six year costs? Um, anywhere from 12 to $15 right. at like, you know, like Red Barn or whatever right. they've got going. And in you guys, Louisville. you guys all know that the seven year right now, anywhere from 38 to 54, depending on where you're at. But it's like all the bottle and bonds, like old granddad bonded. And then you've got six year, a hundred proof white label. And these right. are kind of like bottom shelf bourbons. But I think what happened is, is, is a lot of guys were buying the shit out of it because it was good. And now their line has to be controlled because there's almost, they only have so many Rick houses, so much bourbon. So they take it off the market, right? Let supply catch up. And they do a seven year because the supply's different. It's the same thing, but they're just moving from a six to a seven. And they're getting rid of that bottom shelf because it's basically the same juice and they can get now $40 for the bottle. So I, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's, I heard, I'm like, what, dude, you couldn't get, I was talking to Nick at wine cellar over there and he's like, it, it, you would not believe how much paperwork it takes to get a bourbon or a whiskey or a spirit into St. Louis. It's a lot of paperwork. Oh dude. It I, just finally got done. And I think that's why there's a big push, at least in St. Louis. I don't know how it is in Kansas city. But in the St. Louis general area, there's a huge push. Everybody's got it. Yeah, but I, I see. I remember um, when I was a power play, and I remember trying to get American barrels in. Right, I brought American barrels into the fucking into the state, and it, it didn't even get here for distribution until a year after I'd been gone. You know what I mean? And then by then, you know, some of the whiskeys had changed, and it wasn't what it used to be. Blah 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 blah. blah. But you know, that, that, it's just things like that. That's that's crazy, man. I mean, Ocean. Ah, favorite six figure song. I well, got my, yeah, uh, I have noticed that. And then the other new thing to me was this 15 stars. He started talking about this 15 stars, and they haven't been able to get it. I don't know if they're exclusive. I'll have to follow up on the whole 15 star thing. Right. But um, he said it's just very good. And I'm like, well, whose juice is it? And he's like, it's it's out of Kentucky. And I'm like, well, that's really weird. Because I've never heard of 15 stars. Nothing about it. And he said, yeah, this one is like 87 or something. And it's a rye. There's a certain percentage done. And then there is some from MGP in Indiana in it. And whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, I would really like to try it. But of course, they don't have anything uh, to try right then. But... Anyway, that'll be interesting to keep my eye on that and see what the hell the deal is with that. For sure. <clears throat> so, with that, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the podcast this week. we got a really fun podcast next week. Um, we're going to introduce RD1 Spirits to all you guys. Um, that'll be fun. Uh, we're going to share a lot of stuff next week, and then we'll, we'll have some fun 
we're in Weston next weekend, um, and then Christmas is what? We got Grand Cru party. We oh, got Grand Stanley's, Stanley's Luciano. Luciano. And then um, I don't know why Craft Imperial doesn't have a little Christmas party. I think we're going to. We just got to. We got to figure that out. We'll talk well, about that. Well, we've never talked about it because yeah. we our our thing was pretty much Halloween. Yeah, and, but why not? We we yeah. got put a fucking Christmas hat on a skeleton. Jack Skellington did it. Yeah, he was Santa Claus. He was Santa Claus. I like Christmas time. <laughs> All right, guys. So. Uh, from the Viking Mahalo, guys, thank you so much. Uh, everyone on the Patreon, you guys get all the video. What's up? And then also, we are going to do our cut and light or let it burn out on the Alma Fuerte Placencia Black Label. And then uh, we will see you guys next week. Also, in two weeks, we'll be, I mean, we're going to be back here a lot during the winter. But in two weeks on the 15th, if you guys want to get on the Patreon and vote, uh, we do have our Christmas Stogies and Cinema ugly sweater party <laughs> nice um that's gonna go off and it seems like uh national lampoon is gonna take the tide so it's gonna be fun i think you won twice did i say national lampoon's christmas vacation oh. yeah yeah i just saw that the other day I funny as hell yeah, it's fucking great but uh all right so from the viking mahalo guys thank you so much uh patreon stay tuned we got everything coming up for you I'm like and the Bourbon Cowboy. From the Bourbon Cowboy, as always, thanks for listening in. And as always, giddy up. See you next week. Hey guys, FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Crafting Foodle. And don't forget that, as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop in my store. Promo code CraftBoodle15. Once again, CraftBoodle15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram. At FFK underscore stands. So you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast.